Support for this podcast comes from Outdoor Supply Hardware, inviting listeners to OSHA's big anniversary sale celebration, May 20th through the 26th, featuring daily deals, $15,000 in giveaways, 20% off store-wide on Saturday and Sunday, and a lot more. Learn more at OSH.com. Hi there, I'm Randa Fattah from ThruLine. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org podcast. That's donate.kqed.org podcast. From KQED. I'm Erica Cruz Guevara, and you're listening to The Bay, local news to keep you rooted. When police officers in California are accused of serious misconduct, there's not much stopping them from just leaving the department and getting hired in a different city. But now, a new law that just passed is aiming to change that. This law is trying to get in there and say, there's a certain level of misconduct where you should be disqualified from being a police officer anymore. We're going to take away your badge and decertify you. Today, what California's new decertification law could mean for police accountability. Do you love learning about the San Francisco Bay Area? Its history, its people, its unique blend of cultures? Then you should check out The Bay Curious Book. I'm Katrina Schwartz, editor and producer on The Bay Curious Podcast, and I'm here to let you know that for the month of May, we've worked out a sweet deal for KQED podcast listeners. Right now, you can get The Bay Curious ebook for $1.99. That's right, $1.99. Just search for Bay Curious wherever you get your ebooks or find a link in our show notes. This offer does expire at the end of the month, though, so you'll want to act on it fast. Happy reading! Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member. You get special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast. With an S. Thanks. And this is a great day today. Uh, we're here with the, the governor, the attorney general, uh, Senator Bradford, Assemblymember Holden, my So colleague. the governor was signing this slate of bills that are all aimed at reforming policing. Suki Lewis is a criminal justice reporter for KQED. You know, increasing transparency, improving education for police officers banning certain types of holds that can be deadly. Let me quickly sign these bills and, of course, bail ourselves to any question. 
And at this signing were lawmakers, of course, you know, the attorney general was there and also the family members of those killed by police. And they were all gathered in this gym um, down in the city of Gardena, which is next to Compton in L.A. County. Most significant, I think, in terms of policy change was this one called SB2, which sets up a process to decertify officers who've committed serious misconduct. Senate Bill 2 is officially named the Kenneth Ross Jr. Police Decertification Act of 2021, and it's named after a young African-American man named Kenneth Ross Jr. who was shot and killed by police in 2018. Right here at this park is where Kenneth Ross Jr. lost his life. State Senator Stephen Bradford is from Gardena, and he says that this incident, this shooting, um, which he feels was unnecessary and improper, really inspired him to author the law. As we will know, many times it says black and brown people hate the police. We don't hate the police. We fear the police. We fear the police due to lack of trust. This will help establish trust. Ross's mother was there at the signing. I'm the mother of Kenneth Ross Jr. My name is Miss Fazia Almaru. And um, really echoed, I think, what we hear a lot from family members of people killed by police who, you know, become activists and kind of try to find their power in the wake of tragedy. You know, she said that nothing will bring back her son, but that she really hopes that this law will help other families. This bill means a lot because it's going to stop police from attacking and targeting and being racist towards black and brown people. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of seeing mothers crying. Every day I live with this pain and agony. It won't go away. But I'm very strong, and my son's with me spiritually. That's why I'm here today. What specific problem is SB2 trying to fix? Well, for a long time, officers who were found to have committed very serious misconduct, including lying, including, you know, sexually harassing women and so forth. You know, in some cases, they were even fired for this activity, but they were still able to work in law enforcement by moving to a new department. This was a suspected problem, but it was really invisible um, because everything in policing was secret. And that changed in 2019 when the landmark transparency law passed and we started to get to see kind of what happened when a police officer was fired or was disciplined for serious misconduct. Decertification is new to California, um, but it's not new pretty much everywhere else. So we're one of only four states who haven't had a process for this. So it is, you know, a sea change, I think, here in California, but it's really kind of just catch up um, to where most of the rest of the country is at. So let's talk about this decertification process. How will it work? It sets up this division within POST, which is the Commission on Peace Officer Standards and Training. You know, currently, this is the body that develops the bulk of the curriculum for officers. They help set best practices and standards across law enforcement. Um, but this new division will have expanded powers to investigate officers and decertify officers who engage in serious misconduct. 
And the law also sets up this nine-member advisory board, which is kind of above this division and post, um, which will be appointed by the governor and will kind of be like the civilian oversight for um, this division within post. All right. So there's the division within post and then a civilian oversight committee on top of that. Who? What's the idea around who will get to sit on that advisory board and, and how will they decide who gets to sit on it? So the governor gets to a point who's on this nine-member panel and it should include some people in law enforcement. And it also asks that he give preference to people who have been impacted by police violence. And how exactly will those two, um, the division and the board, kind of be talking with each other um, What role will kind of each of them be playing? Say your local police department where you live, you know, San Francisco or Oakland or something like that, you know, makes a decision about an officer. Um, That division within post will have the authority to like look at that decision and be like, that's a good decision. That's a bad decision. Let's actually do an investigation ourselves and um, make some kind of determination about the officer that they'll kick back to the department and say, oh, this is what should happen. Now, the advisory board has the capacity to review those decisions and say, actually, we think you made a mistake and that we should you know, really fire this guy or decertify him. That was originally in the language of the law. Now, that was significantly watered down in this process because there was a lot of pushback from police unions. Now this nine-member advisory board, they have the power to make a recommendation. The division within post is the one that would do the actual decertification. So they're the ones who say, you know, no, you're decertified. Senate Bill 2 initially had more teeth to it, but several concessions were made to law enforcement during the process, including the fact that the advisory board, which is formally called the Peace Officer Standards Accountability Advisory Board, can only make recommendations instead of having the full power to decertify an officer. Still, Suki says this new law is a pretty big deal. Just having another body (laughs) that's there kind of watching what's happening and and with the advisory panel, while they may not have the power to make decisions on their own, you know, all of civilian oversight boards basically, you know, are, are neutered in that way. But advocates would say that just having someone with their eyes on the store, you know, just having that extra set of eyes does create incentives to, you know, be fair, to do a thorough investigation. I don't know that it would have changed the outcome um, for the officer who shot Kenneth Ross Jr. He was exonerated of any wrongdoing. But I do think that for some of the cases that I have seen where officers have committed serious misconduct, as I mentioned before, um, like lying and sexual misconduct on duty. It seems like there is a clearer way now and a clearer incentive for departments to kind of take more proactive action and for um, a backstop if they don't. 
where it goes to this uh, division within POST and to this advisory panel. And will we get to see the activities of this new division, especially the advisory board? Yeah, which is super cool. <laughs> As somebody who's, um, you know, just fascinated. I'm, I'm fascinated to see how this process will play out. And, and, and many of the documents um, kind of associated with these decisions will be available to the public. I believe there's a part of the process that will include public hearings. Um, and so I think that that sunlight will also be really um, valuable to all of us understanding how this process works and being able to trust it. Suki, thank you so much. Thank you. Suki says you probably won't see any police officers getting decertified in California anytime soon. The commission charged with running the process has one year to hire staff and set up a process for the certifying officers. Suki Lewis is a criminal justice reporter for KQED and host of On Our Watch, a podcast from NPR and KQED about the shadow world of police discipline. You can find On Our Watch where you find this podcast. And this episode of The Bay was produced and cut by our editor, Alan Montecilio, with extra production help from Aditi Bandamudi, who scored this episode and added the tape. And I'm Erica Cruz Guevara. If you liked this episode of The Bay, consider leaving us a review or telling your friend about it. That's the best way to support our show. And that's it for us at The Bay. We'll talk to you next time. I'm Sasha Coca, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse Golden State. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey. That's where you go to Sunshine State. But we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio. It was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support.